Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for joining us for another podcast episode of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. Today's episode will feature an interview with Nico Karki. He's a Finnish American who has relocated to Indonesia and he started a very successful company there called Indo Yachts. You'll have heard of them and seen their content on our website as they're one of our preferred uh, partners in the region. And it's just been fantastic having somebody so knowledgeable on the ground working with us and um, offering all these opportunities to you all to charter a yacht in the beautiful region of Indonesia. Um, I will say now there may be some discrepancy in the recording. As great as technology is these days, sometimes things just happen, and unfortunately we lost the first half of the call. So we did re-record it. Um, it was about 10 p.m. my time, so I apologize if we were sort of losing the plot there at some time, but um, I think it's still a great episode. I really enjoyed my time with Nico. Thank you so much again, Nico, for joining us, and I hope you guys enjoyed it too, and please always send us your comments or feedback. Uh, Rebecca at OceanscapeYachts.com, you can reach me directly, or of course on any of our social media, that's all online, you know where to find us. Uh, welcome to Nico Karki from Indo Yachts, uh, he's on the phone with us in Indonesia, where it's already tomorrow, we thank him for getting up early for this call. Uh, Nico, if you wanted to just introduce yourself a little bit about how you came to found Indo Yachts and uh, what brought a uh, Finnish American like yourself over to Indonesia in the first place. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, great, great that we could set this up, and, and always happy to talk about anything related to boats, and uh, especially over here in Indonesia. So, yeah, I um, I moved here in 2010. So eight years has gone by qu pretty quickly. Um, I think everyone who, who moves to Indonesia does it probably because you know, for, for one reason or another, they fall in love with the region and the people. And uh, for me, that was very much the case. Uh, I, I had been living in South Florida before, and something about Bali uh, and Indonesia represented a, a completely different way of, of life and living maybe a little bit more simply and connected to nature. And uh, the natural beauty of Indonesia just just caught me and didn't let me go. And um, I made the move over here, uh, started doing uh, boat trips just almost uh, by accident, um, going to islands where we couldn't really find out much in advance other than the names. And when you're cruising uh, 100 miles overnight and you land in, in a new place that you don't know anything about, it's a, it's a pretty amazing feeling. So yeah, I think I got hooked on that first. Um, and then about five years or so of doing trips like that, uh, it had always been in the back of my mind, um, that it would be great to share trips like that with, with my friends and family, uh, from, from Finland and the U S and, uh, I guess here we are now. <laughs> Almost a decade how, later, it flew by. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, 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 and it, it, it feels strange you know, almost strange to hear a decade later because it, it still feels like I just got here. I, I think that Indonesia is just so vast and varied that, um, you, you can't really claim to be an expert on Indonesia. You can maybe say that you have some degree of proficiency in certain regions, but if you think that Indonesia from tip to tip is as long as the continental United States, it would be like saying that you're an expert on route 66 
and yeah. you know everything along the way. <laughs> yeah. But with a boat, you obviously go much slower, so you see more. And um, you know, we've done these expeditions where we have uh, some GPS coordinates passed on by someone who had been there earlier, and uh, you're you're diving in places where you know no one's been in at least a year, if not more. You're going on islands where it's possible that. The last outside visitors haven't stopped in, in more than a few years. Um, so, yeah, the you know this, the sheer size of Indonesia it just presents so many opportunities for discoveries, uh, for wildlife encounters, for just having this feeling that you're alone in the world or that you have this luxury of space where you can just really spend each day doing what it is you most enjoy. Um, yeah, and that's such a rarity today. I, I think we've probably seen a lot of similar clients that they want that place where they are the only person on the beach or they can feel like, you know, the first footsteps on the sand is theirs. You know, nobody's been there in so long. And that is really hard to get, I would say, in a lot of the other major cruising areas like the Caribbean or the Mediterranean. That's that's right. And and if you do like shopping and, and pulling into port and getting dressed up and going out for dinner, it's it's not this is not the place to do that. So what you know, what we do is we set up these amazing beach barbecue setups and bonfires and bring speakers and have a full bar, but then it's just it's just for you. It's just with your group. So uh, it's different strokes. Yeah, you know? very unique. I think you told me a story once about you had been there for a while and I think dinner was on Dunya Baru and everyone came in suits or something and you were like, no, 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 barefoot, swimming trunks, <laughs> that's the style. <laughs> so different. If, if, if someone wants to get dressed up, that's fun too. I, <laughs> I could definitely be down for that. But um, it's, yeah, well, it's more of, oh no, I think the story was that we had some people over for dinner and, uh, and they, we were just in port and they came dressed like, uh, yacht chic, I would say, okay. is probably how to describe it. Okay. And once people um, get used to the vibe on some of these, I mean, supremely impressive and and beautiful yachts, but it's it's really okay to always just be in shorts and a t-shirt, and there's no real need for anyone to be dressing up. So uh, that's liberating in a sense. I'd say. I, I'd say uh, the less brain space you have to occupy with uh, things like, you know, getting dressed up or, uh, <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. The boats are for you to enjoy. You, you do whatever you want. Um, absolutely. Uh, you know, style is a part of how you feel, but when you're on a boat and you're doing things all day, it's really just bathing suits that ever, you know, that's your uniform is a bathing suit. And, uh, I, I like that personally. Yeah. Well, like we've said before, you know, it's the, the business of pleasure and you wouldn't like to think you have to be sort of dressed up or, you know, the Blackberry on all the time or do people still use Blackberry? I don't know, the iPhone like connected to your hip kind of thing. And it's kind of nice actually in places like Indo where you don't always have a great reception. You know, you can kind of be off grid if, if that's what you're looking for to be in your, you know, bathing suit, bare feet, drink in hand, totally disconnected from the world. Yeah, absolutely. That, and that's definitely an expectation that uh, we, we need you know to manage with everyone is that, you know, so some of the yachts have satellite internet, um, and and now more and more uh, the the villages are are getting cell phone towers, and and you might get reception. But mm-hmm. in some of the trips that we've done, where where everyone disconnects for a week, 
it, it sounds terrifying, I'm sure, for some people. But once once you don't uh, have the ability to connect with the outside world, you you definitely uh, become more present and focused on uh, what you're doing. It, it really starts to give you give you a sense of uh, peace. And then the contrast is immediately when we pull into port, everyone stops talking to each other and just gets sucked into their phones. <laughs> yeah, I know human nature. Right? <laughs> now we we even um, last Christmas we had a. Um, an executive uh, going on a trip with his family and, and he asked about the internet because he needed to work. And uh, I explained it to him that, you know, we can, we can definitely arrange for a satellite internet package. Um, but the cell reception will be intermittent. Um, and, and then he came back and he said, you know what, I'm just going to tell everyone that there's no internet. And, uh, Great. <laughs> and he decided that he's going to tell his company too, that he doesn't have internet so that he can just unplug. And, and I think he really, you know, he really enjoyed that excuse. Yeah. Uh, well, for some people, you know, you're, you're traveling a long way, you've paid a lot of money and you're there with your family to, to just reconnect on, you know, the literal Facebook, like face to face with people. And it's yeah. kind of nice to take away that whole need, I guess. We're, we're such creatures of habit that like, like you say, you know, the minute Wi-Fi hits, ding, 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 everything goes off and, and you're lost to everyone. So it's kind of nice to be forced or, or in that case, fake forced into not being able to connect. So kudos to that, to that guy. Absolutely. You know, there, there, we've done some really amazing trips with our own family and, and that time to bond and to share these memories together is, uh, is really special when, um, you get to embark on group activities. I, I'd say that one of my favorite uh, personal types of trips to design is a, is a multi-generational trip where from the kids to the grandparents uh, and in between, you, you've got all ages and, and everyone's able to do things together. So you know, snorkeling is something that everyone can do. You can all go do a snorkel and see manta rays and see fish and you can even see turtles and sharks and you know, uh, going on hikes together to waterfalls. Those are the kind of memories that, um, you know, they're, they're just, uh, unlike any, anything else that you can do, um, as a family. And that's what bonds you when you leave too, right? The stories that you talk about over the next, you know, Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate and you all have that memory together and you can't really trade that. That's it. That's yeah. It. And do you find, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh no! I, I mean, we we've uh, we've taken my wife's uh, grandmother on a number of trips. So we've ha even had four generations uh, with our kids. Oh wow! And parents and and uh, grandma on board, and and that's yeah. I mean, that's just that's that's the best thing is to be able to take the whole family. Yeah, and they'll have that for. I mean, even if they're too young, we get a lot of questions like, "Can newborns come? Can babies?" And they can. And like, how cool would it be to be looking back at photos? of this little, yeah. you know, eight month old bow babe <laughs> living her best life <laughs> at that uh, age. Well, our daughter went on her first charter when she was six weeks. Okay. Um, so it can be done. There you go. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, again, when she was around nine months, um, and then again, when she was about a year and a half and you know, the, the safety on board is a consideration. So, uh, you know, having a playpen on board or, uh, choosing a, a boat that's been designed with high rails uh, is important, um, you know, and, and never, never kind of taking any chances with the safety side, but knowing that there's definitely ways to do it. And um, 
and how to set up the cabins so that uh, the children have a really safe and comfortable way to way to hang out. And, yeah, and that's why we'd always know, isn't it? Like with the preference sheets or whatever, you know, the ages of everyone, you could guide them towards a certain yacht that you know is more established with young kids or experienced, let's say, or just the design of it. You know, some yachts you look at. Maybe not in Indonesia because I know they're a very different style in general, but you just look at them and you think there's no way that would be suitable. But then you never know until you ask, right? Like there's totally things that they can do and accommodate for anyone. So, yeah, I think little advice to everyone out there too is just, you know, the more you tell us and people like yourself, the better prepared you can be and, and the more fun it would be. But it'll be really cool for your daughter to different experiences right like when she's that little it's like her first time in the sea and then like the fish all around her and that's exciting yeah well um dunia baru is that you mentioned earlier that was really designed from the ground up to be a family yacht so the railings are uh over waist high uh, around the whole boat um and really sturdy so the owner's son uh was still a baby when the yacht was uh, being finished and uh you know, the crew have grown up with him on, with the, with the owner's son on the boat. So, uh, there's plenty of game board games and a big TV, lots of movies and a really comfortable interior lounge space. So, um, yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've gone through photos looking for pictures that <laughs> show scale for how high the railings are and how safe it is once you're on board that, um, you know, it's really great for, for kids of all ages. And, yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. something too you wouldn't think because most boats will have that railing, but maybe there's a gap or maybe it finishes at your thigh and it should be up higher. Like, yeah, it's all kind of the things you don't think about. Yeah, it's so important. There is another uh, boat that some people wanted to take out, but it had a, an open bow with just a little bit of railing. And I was like, well, how old are the kids? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, six, seven. I'm like, I still don't know. No, I don't think so. I think, you, yeah. you know. Because then they maybe. can't relax either, right? I guess the parents would no. be on edge the whole time. and You don't want that. No. You, 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 you want a boat that really suits everyone. Um, and, and then there's boats like Rascal, too, that um, once you're on Rascal, I mean, you've got so much interior space. You have the above deck cabins with the natural light coming in. I mean, it really feels like a home. Um, and there aren't any open areas where you just, you know, could fall out off the sea. So it's, uh, Good. It's a <laughs> family. Yeah. How do we get talking about the safety side? But it's, I don't you know, know, but it's a good point because, you know, I grew up sailing in Canada. My parents still have what would be qualified as a tender in this industry. It's a 37 foot sailboat. And often I'm like, maybe I'll just sleep on the bow, but there's no barriers. Like I would roll off into the sea. So it's a very good valid comment. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like waking up with that kind of an alarm clock. So, um, and do you yeah. see, cause I know we've chatted before, um, and I'm sure people will realize that as they get to know you, uh, you have a lot of experience in yachting actually in the United States and the hub of South Florida and as well as the med. Um, and now you know, we've talked a lot about how Indonesia is such a different region um, and it attracts different people. Do you find um, that the clients differ there and the sort of culture, like what people are looking for when they come to you? Do you have to spend more time with certain clients and, and less with others? Or is there a big education process there? Yeah, that's that's a really good uh, distinction to make that um, generally when, when people think about the hubs for yachting, uh, we, we kind of think about the Mediterranean and then uh, 
I guess, the Caribbean, including South Florida. And then now there's more and more of these uh, regions that are a little bit off the beaten track that maybe not so much for charters. Maybe it's been more owner expeditions that have been coming through uh, Indonesia specifically or uh, people want to go to Antarctica or um, you know, go a little bit off the beaten path. Um, in terms of the types of charter clients that we attract to Indonesia, I'd say that it's a, it's a pretty good uh, even split between North American guests and European guests. And generally, it's, it's families who have already kind of been there and done that, and they're looking for something a little bit more adventurous. Um, and, and they want to share an adventure with their family, and they want to come to the region, and the yacht is more of a tool. Uh, and then it's, it's more of um, a matter of making sure that they're on the best yacht that can provide the comforts and the service. They're, they're more interested in, in the region and the experience of going to someplace that's otherwise impossible to access. Um, yeah. I mean, you might know the exact count, but it's 17,000 to 18,000 islands or something. In it's, it's such a widely contested figure. <laughs> yeah. It's like 30,000 of them or something. Yeah. I know. And everyone seems to get the number right. Um, we actually, we have all the marine charts we could probably count, but okay. <laughs> when we're very bored one day, we can revisit that. Yeah. That might take a while and give us, uh, still, uh, a figure that is, you know, it, there's, there's so many islands, but I'd say more importantly, it's just the different regions. Um, you know, Komodo and Raja Ampat get the most attention. Bali is the most famous island, but not really an ideal yachting destination. We don't really have natural anchorages or coves or places to um, to enjoy being on a yacht. It's it's you know we're too exposed in Bali. We have a big strait, the Lombok Strait, right next door that uh, has ripping currents and can really uh, the waves can pick up. So uh, once you get to the north coast of Lombok. Uh, and and cruise over by Sumbawa and the Komodo, then you, you're starting to get these really picturesque ideal anchorages. But the drawback there is that you don't really have uh, the natural or the infrastructure that you have in Bali. So um, yeah, it's definitely more of an expedition yachting destination. Um, and now more and more the, the people from Jakarta or, or families who live in Bali have, have, realize that they can charter a yacht in their own country. And, and that's something that um, I'm really excited about as well. It's uh, it's going to be really interesting in the next couple of years to see how Indonesian develops as well. Yeah. And you, um, you guys have spent some time at like the Singapore Yacht Show, which, you know, started as well, like very humbly. It wasn't that really known in the area or people were into yachting, but it didn't have that same sort of hub and vibe that some of the more established areas have. So have you noticed, you know, since more shows like that have come in and more brokerage companies have established themselves, are you getting an influx of people from the Asia region as well? Like you said, it's mostly North American and European, but do you see that influx of travelers from nearby coming up? Yeah. Yeah. We've been getting clients from Hong Kong, China, Malaysia, Singapore, uh, India, um, Middle East. Um, it's definitely, um, it's definitely started. Uh, I'd say that it's, it's a, it's a little bit different in terms of 
the style of vacations. So we'll get dive. Sometimes dive groups will know that they need to come to Indonesia to dive. But it's also about uh, letting people know what kind of holiday they might be able to have on a yacht in Indonesia. And that's still, I'd say, uh, not really not really something that people think about when they start to plan their dream vacation they don't they don't consider what they could do or what are the options especially for non-divers but um ironically a lot of the trips that we're doing are non-diving trips they're they're family adventure trips they're family vacations where people are going to go on a yacht and explore a beautiful region um yeah it's it's an interesting topic of discussion because everyone kind of comes for a different reason. So some people might see something in a magazine article and then call us up or uh, people are referred by their friends or uh, I honestly don't know why some people just decide to get into it. But once we start talking about it, it just kind of opens this uh, <laughs> this this whole line of, of the, I, I can see people just kind of becoming open to this way of vacationing where they have everything that they want and everything is included and everything is just uh as they want and they're just oh yeah well i could get used to that yeah. right it's like a light bulb moment isn't it like why didn't i think yeah. of this before <laughs> or something i find we get that from a lot of people because we do a lot of education in the process too that you know y you can afford it i think people still not all people because i think it's definitely a lot more common now but they still have this vision of like celebrities yacht hopping in central pay and you know it's so untouchable um but it's, it's really so achievable. And I think that's something that people are learning. And, you know, that's something that happens word of mouth and the education involved and social media obviously makes it really easy um, to reach more people. But yeah, it's interesting. Like you say, you never really know how people come to you. So it's, it's a pretty cool part of your job, I bet, to learn so many different facets of people and, and how they come to find you. Yeah, it is. And, I, and I'd say that definitely there's a little bit of a taboo about discussing uh, pricing. Um, and and I always try to kind of keep my feet on the ground and, and remember, you know, that a charter might be the cost of a luxury car, right? Just for a week vacation. And we shouldn't, you know, lose focus. In it. And I think that sometimes in the industry, people might lose focus of um, the kinds of sums that, that is involved in yachting, but it still doesn't mean that compared to other kinds of vacations, um, a yachting holiday isn't, you know, still, it still needs to be price competitive because you still need to be offering a value that, um, that someone can say, okay, yeah, well, this is, this is what I could get on the open market. And, um, that's, I think, you know, we need to be better, right? We need to create an alternative to traditional vacations. Um, yeah. To like the more established avenues people would take or something. And I, I mean, if, if you think that, you know, on a, on a, on a charter, so we don't use APA in Indonesia, which is a big uh, distinction. So the, the price is, and, and APA is advanced provisioning allowance that covers food, fuel, pork, fees, whatnot. And here we just include it. And some of the boats, we even include the wines and the champagnes just so that it's just a one all-inclusive price. And once you step on, that's it. That's, that's, that's all you're going to pay. Um, and if, if you know, it's general, generally appreciated if someone leaves a tip at the end of the charter but um it, it makes it really easy to budget and i'd say that in comparison to going to a five-star resort with 10 people for a week or two weeks and um the add-ons and whatnot i mean yeah i cannot on very quick i think right like none of your 
excursions are included or your food might not be included and you know you step on board a boat and and you're done like they're they're just gonna the crew's gonna look after you the captain's gonna take you where you want to go it, it's freeing too and, and especially when you're inviting other people along you know you, you definitely are able to uh, make sure that you're taking care of your, your whole group and uh, sharing this beautiful experience with everyone without the without anyone thinking about anything else except for enjoying themselves um, so there's a few yeah there's a few differences there that um, I, I've I've got to talk with some some friends and some people who have been doing charters and, and they like the fact that once you step on you're there and that's it and you get fed you know whatever you want every day as much lobster as you can eat right so, yeah yeah it's definitely different than than most alternatives I would say for sure yeah 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 there, there are some other differences is that I'd say that our North American visitors want to come for at least 10 days um, they might be spending two or three weeks in Asia or longer. Um, so, you know, the difference between the yacht charter just being the trip or the yacht charter being a part of a larger trip is also a big consideration too. So just getting the logistics, um, together for groups from the U S or Europe is also a completely different task. So, yeah. And you said you often, you've got all these arrangements with like local villa companies or tours that they can you know, divide their time a little bit. If they're flying all that way from the States, say, they can have like three nights on each end of their trip to sort of acclimatize and enjoy their trip versus coming in right off like a long haul flight or two, depending where they're coming from and right on board and kind of wasting that experience. Yeah, yeah, there, there are some really amazing uh, resorts here uh, that we that we team up with and um, become friends with the with the with the with the teams that run them, and it's just great to to show uh, anyone who's visiting this area kind of our favorite selected little spots, um, and just make sure that they get the absolute best experience uh, from beginning to end. And uh, yeah, so the, the yacht charter might just be um, one week of a three week trip, or it might be uh, you know the bulk of the trip. But then if someone wants to come you know, land in Bali or, um, do something else first. Obviously we want them to be taken care of from the moment they land until the moment they go home. So mm. we just kind of include all of that in this, in the whole service. Um, and then we're always looking for different ways to, to kind of add something extra without anyone even having to ask. So whether that's, you know, favorite drinks in the hotel when they arrive or making sure that they've got the best, you know, transportation with, our, uh, our drivers that we've had for years, um, you know, just, just making sure that they feel like they're, they're coming home. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's really, it's really nice. And then, you know, meeting people that have, uh, found us on the internet or seen something in a magazine article and, you know, then we start this discussion and then maybe three or six months later, we're meeting them here in Indonesia and they're about to embark on an adventure. Um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to kind of grow in the experience together, and especially like you say, when they're halfway across the world, like yeah, I don't and, know. and I mean, for me, it's it's just it's so rewarding to get photos uh, from someone's trip uh, if they send it send send me an update, or then they send me a gallery from the end of the trip and just say, wow, look at what we did, look at what we saw, and uh, and a lot of the time. Uh, people start discussing their next trip before they get off. So yeah, 
they'll be that's the best time right the high of the trip there's no reality yet it's just yeah back next year we want the same crew the crew is amazing yeah Um, which is nice because that starts like a whole it's their annual experience plus you know you've got returning clients so they've been really happy with their experience so like you say it's just very rewarding for both parties really it is it's it's all about relationships and kind of you know remembering that that our our work or our business is uh, is is vacations and it's it's all about fun and taking time from away from work and uh, you know we get to interact with people who are you know we hope having you know their special moments and uh, creating their memories so uh, it's it's definitely a feel good. Uh, feel good industry right yeah oh that's what i say it's the pleasure industry right like people when they come to you they're already kind of relaxed and in a totally different frame of mind than if you were doing business deals at a bank or something i mean you're totally two totally different frames of mind i guess and it is kind of nice like you say sometimes it doesn't feel like vacation for you obviously um but it's (laughs) nice that you're meeting people that are very comfortable and they're, they've already like relaxed their backs a bit and are ready for a vacation. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd say that on our end, so, um, we have a, we have a, a a pretty great team of a web developer and a few brilliant graphic designers and then the logistics team. So it's, it's small, but we all have plenty of work to do in terms of, growing our offerings and making sure that we're consistently building what I, I think is, you know, the best platform for information on the, the yachts and the regions. And then the, when, once we start a charter, the amount of customization that, that we put into every trip in terms of the custom itineraries and just the attention to detail in every single aspect. And that, you know, that requires a team uh, to do, but it's something that, um, it's work, but it's it's so enjoyable. I mean, we get to plan dream vacations, so it's uh, yeah, it's not really it's not really hard to come to work every morning and yeah. you know what you're. Yeah. So yeah. And do you have um, I mean, you probably have so many now from your own travels and also putting together other charter experiences for people. But if you can share without letting all the secrets out, like, is there a certain region and you you've mentioned some of the big ones but do you think there's another area that people should really make a point to go to if they're going to come over to that area or do you still guide people to the big famous landmarks say or yeah if you could just give anybody a little bit of guidelines of you know what you definitely can't miss here um even if it's like a restaurant in bali or something any little tips that you could offer well sure um yeah well i i think that people tend to try to guard their secrets, but if you share your secrets, it forces you to find new ones. And I don't really feel that we're going to run out of any, any. That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) So I've actually taken the, the opposite, um, standpoint of, of sharing really what I do think is the best. And then when we find something new, then sharing that. So, um, Komodo and Raja Ampat are going to be the most popular ones, and they are certainly amazing uh, and just beautiful areas. Uh, the, the marine biodiversity in Raja Ampat is, is the highest in the world. The concentration of fish is just staggering. Um, you can swim with oceanic manta rays. You can hike to the tops of these mushroom islands and just be in literally some of the most uh, beautiful areas on Earth. Um, 
We did a trip in May over to Chenjawasi Bay, which is further east in Papua. It's in what they call the the um, bird's head or the neck of the bird's head seascape because uh, Papua kind of looks like a bird if you see it on a map. Okay. And that area is about twice the size of Belgium. Wow. The protected area is just massive. And we didn't see another boat for the whole week. Um, we spent two days freediving with whale sharks, up to three whale sharks at a time, to the point where you know, if you see a whale shark on a dive, uh, it's an amazing once-in-a-lifetime experience. But we had essentially six photo shoots an hour long with whale sh- sharks. So we've got you know, <laughs> so, many, wow. so many amazing photos and videos. It was just a dream come true. Um, and then that region too, the diving was spectacular. Um, venturing on land to the villages was just so uh, such a beautiful experience to meet people living out in really remote regions. And they were so hospitable and friendly and welcoming to us and showing us their village. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, that region, there, there's a region kind of uh, southwest of, um, of Sorong, or it's, it's, it's kind of due, due south, maybe a little bit east inland. It's called uh, Triton Bay. That's like a little mini, miniature Raja Ampat, and you have whale sharks there too. Um, that's, that's probably one of the, the places that people are keeping a secret now, but it's still a huge area. There's no reason why we shouldn't be promoting that, that area as well. Um, and then, yeah, parts of Sulawesi are, are beautiful. There's some, there's some scattered resorts around. So you'll, you'll often find a situation in where, in which uh, a German or Italian person comes on vacation and finds paradise and sets up a little resort, um, just because of, of the natural beauty. And, uh, there's no reason why some of those areas wouldn't become yacht charter destinations as well, but we're still talking about maybe 10 days to reposition <laughs> <laughs> there, oh, yeah. one of the other areas, you know. So, uh, you know, Darawan, Sangalaki Archipelago, off of um, off of Borneo, is beautiful. So yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of regions. Um, yeah, and like you say, you know, you might go to one and there's nobody there, but then even if there are, it kind of changes your experience anyway. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's probably still so rare to have places to yourself in the world anywhere right so especially with those tiger sharks that's incredible or hammerheads yeah. hammerheads yeah sorry oh yeah i wouldn't recommend swimming with tiger sharks necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if many people would swim with any of them to be honest but uh, that's, anyway that's nice. but, yeah. yeah um yeah okay and then um just any other little advice that you could give to people i know you said like there's certain regions at certain time of the year and obviously refer to a very educated experienced operator over there such as yourself um but is there anything just yeah okay cool i want to go on a yacht trip to indonesia tell me the top thing i should think about that's a that's a good one um i i would say that the but this kind of doesn't only apply to yacht charters it it just kind of applies in general. I'd say that with anything in life, you you get out what you put in. And if you're on a yacht charter in an incredibly beautiful place like Raja Ampat, the more active you want to be, the more memories you can create. So if you want to do something in the morning and the afternoon every day, you will have so many memories when you go home. Um, that's my personal take. 
But if someone wants to come and just relax and get pampered and eat and drink and go for a little swim and a dip, there's there's nothing wrong with that. We, you know, we definitely do those kind of trips as well. But for me, this region really stands out for the for the amount um, and the variety of of different activities. I mean, you can go on dives where you're literally you know, surrounded by fish and the oceanic mantas are just, just when you come face to face with one, these are like, you know, life defining moments where just seeing an animal, um, you re- you remember that forever. So getting out there and doing things, I mean, these are charters where you really, uh, you know, hike a peak and take a photo is, is, you go to these special places. And I also always think that the people that you share these memories with that, that kind of, it solidifies your bond to an extent that you'll never forget these experiences and you'll never forget the people that were on them, uh, with you. Uh, especially if you have to go through a little bit of hardship to get there, whether that's the long flight over or the transfers. (laughs) Yeah. I've been there (laughs) Or, or a longer passage. Um, I I definitely say that anywhere in the world you go, that's between six and eight hours away from the local, the nearest port. Yeah, you're, you're going to from the crowds. So you you, you instantly uh, kind of go to this area that's beyond the reach of a day boat. So you you only then are going to have other yachts that are cruising or or passing through. So if you're going to Raja Ampat, definitely make sure that you're you know, really uh, looking at an itinerary that takes you uh, to the tips and you'll have a lot more seclusion. And uh, those are the areas that I think will re- remain uh, intact and and pure for the longest just because they're they're hard to get to. Further out, yeah. them uh, for all these years, so. Yeah, I, I had the absolute pleasure of going on Dunyabaru, oh, I don't know, maybe four years ago, five years ago. And it was a mission to get there. I was only going from London, but still, I think it was like three different flights by the time we got to where the boat was. But I think you're, you absolutely nailed it. Like, just say yes is kind of how I looked at that trip. I mean, they had a paddy diver on it, so we got certified. Doing your, like, dive certificate in Raja Ampat is a once in a lifetime. Like, one of the brokers that was on board was like, oh, I did mine in Swanage, which is this, you know, not so nice area in England. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it's been too long. We should get you back on board. I know. I think so. Eh? Like these winters, I need a reason to get away. So I, I'm ready when you are. But I, I like that, though, is just say yes and, you know, climb the mountain, take the picture, do the dives. It's You won't regret any you know, of it. Do, do the morning bird hike. You know, there's there's this bird hike in Rajlampat where you get up at four in the morning. Yes, and- yeah. What is the famous bird? That's a, It's not the bird of paradise, is it? Yeah, the greater bird of paradise. Yeah, Yeah, there were a few birders who got up to go. And if I recall, didn't make it in probably because of the Iraq the night before or something, which is a poison to drink. So it could be why um, they didn't make it. But I did not put my name on that list. That was one thing I did not say yes to, I'm afraid. So next time. And and never miss a sunrise. And never miss a sunset. Yeah, they're beautiful there. Yeah. 
Well, we're all very jealous, um, even though you are sitting in the rain. <laughs> Thank you for spending some time with us, Nico, and sharing like your love of the region. And if people want to find you, um, you guys are very active on social media. They're at 44, just the number, Indo Yachts, I-N-D-O-Y-A-C-H-D-S. And their website is indoyachts.com. Nico, thank you again so much. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It's really always a pleasure to talk. And um, I hope we can catch up again soon sometime and and get you over here sooner than later. Catch up over there even better. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.